Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. And turn to Luke chapter 8, and got down to verse 40 last time, message today titled, Got Issues. Anybody got issues? It says verse 47, now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, she declared to him in the presence of all the people, the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. So she falls before Jesus and she tells him the truth. And, And I think if we're going to be helped by Jesus, we have to fall before Jesus and we have to tell him the truth too. We have to get right before him. You know, we tell him the truth, we confess to him the truth of the matter and ask him to help us. We know that we stand before him as righteous because he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John 1, 9, right? We confess our sins. Verse 48, said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So Jesus wants her to realize it wasn't touching his garment that healed her. It was her faith in him that healed her. She's made well by her faith. He wants her to know that that is what it is. And at this point, you can only imagine what's going through Jairus's mind as he's seeing Jesus, you know, his daughter's at the point of death. Come on, Jesus, we got to go. We got to go. And yet he takes time and he stops and he starts talking to this woman. I don't know if they knew each other or if they had a relationship at all. But you have to understand that we have two people on the very opposite ends of the spectrum. You have a woman, and you have a man. You have a woman with no children. You have a man with his only daughter. You have a woman who's been suffering for 12 years. You have a man who's been enjoying the love and and the, the joy of his only daughter for 12 years, and now she's on the verge of death. She's been barren. He's been enjoying himself. She's poor. Having spent all her livelihood on doctors, she's an outcast in society and even remains nameless in these. Every, every gospel tells a story, except for John, and none of them divulge her name. And yet Jairus is a well-known man. He's a wealthy leader and respected member of society. These guys were in opposite places in life, and yet Jesus cared equally about each of them. And why? Because every single person no matter how poor, no matter what their situation is, if they're a different color or a different intelligence level or a different political status or, or you know, they have maybe some royalty or something like that, in Jesus' eyes, every single person is of equal value. And what gives us our value isn't because we have a bank account or because we're super well-behaved or because we you know, have some social economical status in life or, or recognition or fame. It's because you're created in the image of God. 
And every single one of us bears the image of God. And that is why Christians value all human life. No matter what somebody believes or what they think, different political ideas, different orientations which we're dealing with today, it doesn't matter who, pe- who people are, we see them as valuable and, and worthy of our time and worthy of our care because they're in the image of God. And that puts everybody in the one thing that matters about them on equal level. And that's why the Christians would take people who were executed and they would bury their bodies because they believed that they were worthy of dignity. That's why Christians would go out and they take discarded babies when people would put their babies out on the dump heap for the animals to eat them or for them just to starve and die. The Christians would go out and raise them as their own because they saw them as valuable and in, in the image of God. And that every single one of those people, no matter who they are or where they've been or what's going on in their life, they deserve to be treated with dignity, love, and respect. In the culture we live in today, it's very tumultuous about all these issues. But the Christian cares about every life, unborn or or alive, and every single person has value. Even the people that we completely disagree with, that we feel like are evil people, to pray for them because the enemy has a hold on them. Because they have value because they're in the image of God. Every single person. And so Jesus does not say, hey, lady, you know what? Just, you just calm down and you wait here. We'll come back and talk to you later. I got somebody important to go with. That's not what Jesus is like. He stops and he ministers to the need of this woman who's in desperation. He could have just let her go, healed. She'd have been a great testimony. But Jesus doesn't do that. He doesn't do that at all. Verse 49 says, while he's still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. What kind of person does that? Comes, hey, don't bother the teacher, she's dead. Can you imagine how Jairus has felt at that moment? So Jesus takes his attention right off of that and says, don't think about that. Don't, no. Don't be afraid. Only believe, and she will be made well. And when he came to the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, the father and mother of the girl. It reminds me of Chuck Smith's story when his mother and his mother Maud and Charles, his father, when their daughter Virginia died. She died at the house, and rather than taking her to the hospital, because I guess Maud thought, well, she's already dead. I don't need doctors. I need God. And she ran down the street to the parsonage of the local Foursquare pastor's house and laid her daughter on the floor. And she said, you know, help me, pray for my daughter. And the pastor started praying for her. Well, Charles had come home. He'd heard about what had happened. He comes home and he heard that, you know, he was, she was taken to the pastor's house instead of the hospital. And so he was going down there to, you know, knock some heads in and, you know, take his daughter to the hospital. But when he came in the door, he saw Virginia dead on the floor and it was obvious that she was dead. And he just collapsed on the floor in, in front of her. And Maud, as she prayed, the pastor continued to say, don't think about the circumstances, just focus on Jesus. Don't think about the circumstances, just focus on Jesus. And, and as she prayed, she said, Lord, I, I will dedicate the life of my unborn son to you if you will heal my daughter. I will raise him to know you, I'll raise him to serve you. And, and, and at that moment, Virginia woke up and she was completely healed. And then Chuck Smith was born. 
And, and Maud raised him to know the Lord, taught him to read out of the Bible, and filled him with the knowledge of the Lord from the time he was little. You know, that, that one miracle, Maud and, and Charles were not saved. They got saved at that moment, of course, <laughs> and, and served the Lord the rest of their lives as you know, evangelists and loved the Lord and served the Lord. And, and it was because of that one miracle that we're even here today. I mean, think about that. And God would do that for them. This had to be devastating news, but, but Jesus uses this disruption as an opportunity to do a greater miracle. Of course, he could have healed her, but now he's going to have to raise her from the dead, right? You know, and sometimes Jesus will do that. Sometimes Jesus will go past, you know, we think, you know, God comes at 1159, right? The last moment. No, sometimes he comes at 2 a.m. <laughs> you know, we thought it was the last moment, but then he comes in afterwards and, and fixes it. We don't know. And, and that's how it was with Lazarus. If you remember Lazarus of Bethany, he heard he was sick, and the disciples were like, oh, are we going to go? And he's like, no, not yet. And they wait, they wait for days, four days or something like that. And, and his disciples were like, he says, we've got to go, to, we gotta go to, um, to Bethany, Lazarus sleeps. And they're like, oh, good, he needs rest, he's sick. No, he's dead. And they're like, what? And so they get there, and then, of course, Martha, who has no problem telling Jesus how she feels, comes right up and she's like, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm the resurrection and life. He who lives and believes in me will never die. And of course, he goes to the tomb. He says, roll away the stone. You know, Mary and Martha are like, no, Lord, he stinketh. That's King James. I love it. No, he stinketh. He's been in there for four days. He's passed, you know, past the, you know, the decomposition part. He's really stinky. And they roll away the stone, and Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. Now, why didn't Jesus just say, come forth? Because he would have emptied out the grave, right? So he just says, Lazarus, come forth. He just wants one guy. And he comes, coming out, of the gra- he comes out of the grave healed. And what a greater miracle, you know? And it is, it's for us. This, is, this miracle isn't for the parents. It's for us, isn't it? I mean, the parents are along for the ride. I mean, the girls are along for the ride, rather. The parents are the ones who are blessed by this. Mary and Martha were blessed by Lazarus' resurrection. What was Lazarus' response? Oh, no, I'm back here? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was home free. Wow, man, now I have to die again? Are you kidding me? I don't know. Maybe not. Verse 52, now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, do not weep, for she is not dead but sleeping. <laughs> so Jesus is saying, you know, she's not really dead. It doesn't seem Jesus has great respect for these mourners. Why? Well, here's the thing. In those days, especially a rich guy like Jairus, you would hire women and and some men maybe that played flutes and, and people who would wail. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208 365 0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho. Someday.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.